This one's about identity, and while I still fully believe the things that I'm about to say, I want to note that when I wrote this, I titled it Dissecting Gender in the Modern World. But I believe it's, under, it's important to understand that the argument here is surrounded by identity. Understand here that the key word in every argument is identify. Gender, sex, whatever word you choose is biological. Where we get lost is how people identify, where they find their identity. I'm a strong believer that relationships are meant to be only male and female, and I can shout that from the rooftops as much as I please. I cannot, however, tell people how to find their identity. I can pray that their identity is found in Christ, but that is not my job to tell them their identity. Because so many people have lost sense I their sense of identity, and because the world is so broken, people have an urge to argue. What we have here is an argument over identity, not gender, yet the world has twisted the two. I've already received a lot of flack for this. I've received messages arguing that animal species change sexes and don't that doesn't upset God, and that God just wants his kids to be happy, that it would, quote, certainly not upset God that his children were finding ways to love themselves, end quote. And if you don't even read the rest of this blog, then just read this, my response to those messages. Quote, there's a difference between the relationship God has with animals and the relationship God has with humans. Animals are purely animal. There is no spirituality to them. That's why you don't see people preaching the gospel to animals. Humans, however, are both animal and spiritual. We have that connection to God because that's how he made us. We are his children. He wants that relationship with us. The thing is, is that it does upset God when we don't follow his rules. The Bible says we are created in the image of Christ, Genesis 1.27. God does not make mistakes, and when we say that our gender is wrong, we're saying that God made a mistake in making us. It does upset God because he wants us to find our identity in him. He wants us to stand strong in our creation and understand that God created us the way he wanted us to be created. If God was okay with his children finding ways to love themselves, then we wouldn't read about the wrongness of all the indulgences in Babylon. We wouldn't read countless accounts of men and women of Christ being sent as disciples to cities to tell them that the choices they were making, the ways they were living their lives through things like homosexuality and transgenderism were wrong, end quote. There are a lot of things that I see in this world that break my heart. The sin culture, especially in America, is absolutely overwhelming. But there are two topics that break my heart more than anything, abortion and the fight on gender. Now, I've spoken on abortion in previous posts, and I'm sure that is something I will talk about in the future. But today, I want to speak on gender and identity. Let me first get something straight. Gender and sex are synonymous. They both refer to the masculinity and femininity of a human. Gender is the range of characteristics pertaining to and differentiating between femininity and masculinity. The definition of sex is organisms of many species are specialized into male and female varieties, each known as a sex. Before I even jump into the biblical aspect of this, I want to jump into the evidence that doesn't come from the Bible. The argument in modern society is that sex and gender are sociological or psychological, not biological. I want to run over the definition of those three words. Biology is a study of living organisms divided into many specialized fields that cover their morphology, physiology, anatomy, behavior, origin, and distribution. Psychology is the scientific study of the human mind and its functions, especially those affecting behavior in a given context. Sociology the study of, is the study of development, structure, and functioning of a human society. Biology is the study of anatomy, anatomically how we are made, 
Our sex, our gender, is determined at birth by the chromosomes we receive in the womb. Our gender, our sex, is not a mindset. It's not based off of how we feel. If who we are were based off of how we feel, then we would have people saying their gender was happy or sad. I'm willing to agree that the sin nature of our world has decided that the definition of gender is based off of society. But even if that is true, the world, the Bible speaks that there are only two genders, two sexes. The Bible says that the world will fight the truth, that we as Christians will be told we are wrong. And frankly, I'm okay with that. I'd rather be slandered and told I'm an idiot than to not speak the truth into the world. On that note, let's dive into what the Bible says about gender. When God created human beings, he created them male and female. Not male and female and transgender and whatever else there is, just male and female. Not only did he create them male and female, but he blessed their marital union. This is something I'll cover in another post as it's something that weighs heavily on my heart. The prophet Moses, Jesus the Messiah, and the apostle Paul are united in common witness to the goodness of humanity's biological complementarity and the moral norms that should govern male and female sexual behavior. People have begun to interchange the words gender and identity. How one identifies is different than their gender. If anything, the real argument here is not about gender. It's about people trying to find their identity. Genesis 1, 26 through 31 says, I'm sorry, is the record of God creating blessing and commanding humanity as male and female. Humans are created in the image of God as male and female. The image of God refers to refers at least to the role of humanity over creation as representatives of the authority of God. God's blessing of humanity, like God's other blessings throughout Genesis, pertains to the continuance, which in this case means procreation. If humanity is meant to represent God over the earth, then human beings must fill the earth. Hence, God's first command to humanity is to be fruitful and multiply. Creation as male and female makes human fruitless. Creation as male and female makes human fruitlessness fruitfulness, and by extension, the calling to act as God's image possible. Gender is biological, and it is biblical. Gender is either male or female, and the body, bodily aspect of this is so important because to be male and female makes it possible to reproduce sexually and fulfill God's commandment to be fruitful and multiply. Even after the fall of humanity, reproductive ability remains credited to God who created humans as male and female. That's from Genesis 1-4 as does humanity's ongoing status as creations in God's image, Genesis 5, 1 through 3, and Genesis 9, 6. God's creation of humanity as male and female is at least because God intends for humans to reproduce. Quote, the biblical recognition of two distinct female, sorry, two distinct human sexes, female and male, from the creation of humanity as male and female in Genesis 1, 26 through 27, is affirmed by Jesus in Matthew 19, 4 and Mark 10, 6. The Old Testament also narrates the role that sin plays in corrupting human nature, beginning in Genesis 3. The New Testament reaffirms this corruption of humanity, even to the extent of affecting sexual desires. Romans 1, 18-32 There is not one aspect of being human or the human experience that is unaffected by fallenness, including, but not limited to, biology, reason, spirituality, self-identity, and the relations between all aspects of humanity. The relationship with the creator and the rest of creation, including all other human beings, is also affected by human fallenness. Salvation found in Christ includes a healing of the effects of the fallenness so that no aspect of human being or the human experience should be unaffected by God's redemption through the incarnate Lord, end quote. I know people will fight me on this and that's okay. People are entitled to their beliefs and it's not my job to change people's mind. It's only my job to live out scripture and be a disciple of Christ. 
I am always open to hearing people's arguments and having civil discussions, and I pray that even if it's not through this post, that the Lord will open the eyes of unbelievers. Thank you for listening to Raw Faith. If you'd like to read these podcasts as blog posts, check out worthyinhiseyes.wordpress.com.